Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And today's film is The Amazing Spider-Man. Just a heads up that we have seen the film and we'll be discussing it with uh, many spoilers. So if you have not yet seen The Amazing Spider-Man starring Andrew Garfield, check it out, then listen to the rest of this podcast. So Lloyd, we went to see it in 3D and extreme screen, yep. but we weren't alone. Had the best stage for it. Yeah, we saw it with my brother Josh and his girlfriend Alex. Big shout out, guys. We, <laughs> we assume that you're going to listen to this, having seen the film. Um, I don't think the 3D or the extreme screen was particularly necessary. No, no, yeah. It just seemed like it didn't really enhance the experience. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of have a problem with 3D, just the being a glasses wearer myself, having to put on another pair of glasses on top of that, it just kind of makes it slightly more uncomfortable. And, like, the fact that it darkens the screen always bothers me. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's at the cinemas we have in Australia, but it seems to be darker than what it already is. Yeah. Okay. You didn't see any 3D films when you were overseas? No, I didn't see it, no. And the pinch, um, I can't get used to the pinch on Mm. the glasses, because I don't wear glasses. It's just like, oh. And they're very uncomfortable. They don't have the um, the padding for the bridge of the nose. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so. Anyway. (laughs) Not much we can do about it. Yeah, I imagine yeah, I one day a screen will come down over the screen. Yeah, yeah, I think I said to you this. Yeah. Do you remember when we used to wear glasses for 3D? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, well, the big question first, Lloyd. Yeah. Is Andrew Garfield a better Spider-Man or is Tobey Maguire a better it's Spider-Man? interesting with this. I appreciated the first three a lot more after seeing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Sam Raimi, though. I, I like Sam Raimi as a director, but I, I, I remember saying I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man. I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you know, it's just not for me. And then after watching this, uh, I just want to get it out of the way. I didn't like the film at all. Okay. Um, I, I appreciated 1, 2, and 3 so much more. It's an example of a good way to do Spider-Man. And I don't know, just a by-the-books, by-the-numbers way to do Spider-Man. I, I think Garfield's a great actor. I just didn't find his character likable compared to the other Spider-Man. Toby Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire, there's something very punchable about his face, I think. Um, <laughs> <He's> smuggle. <laughs> could be. I don't know exactly what it is. Also, I've heard stories of him um, being in this kind of Hollywood cool kids gang with oh, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And so maybe that's it, that they kind of go to bars and like pick fights and stuff. This is like <laughs> what I've heard. I don't obviously know. I'm, sure. I'm in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe I've just had a kind of tainted view of him. Um, but I found Andrew Garfield very likable. Have you seen him in The Social Network? Yes, yeah, I thought he was great in that. I think yeah. he's pretty good in this. I just And thought- he's in Never Let Me Go, which I enjoyed, okay. with Keira yeah. Knightley and Carey Mulligan. Mm. And also he was in The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, the final Heath Ledger film. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've, was- seen, I've seen Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, no, he's not hugely memorable. It's just that he's had a bit of a build. Like, sure. he's building from role to role. And... Um, I think that something can be said about how they've made, like, Spider-Man is a nerd, right? He's kind of a dork. But nerds today don't necessarily have to wear glasses. He's got contact lenses, obviously. He skateboards still, you know, he's still uncool, he's not a jock, he's not popular. But he's much cooler than the Tobey Maguire character. Yeah. I mean, straight away, you like him. And you can see why Gwen Stacy likes him. Oh, I didn't like him at all. No. Like, I thought he was so, so rude to his auntie. And <laughs> when the whole... Yeah, he's just like, oh, okay. You it know. must be said that Lloyd is uh, very much a nice family-oriented <laughs> guy. I completely get it. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I had to judge him on that. He was yeah, just a really mean teenager. <laughs> but I guess the, the thing was he was... And the other films didn't do this. But they gave a very... They let him mourn Uncle Ben's death. Um, at school, he was he was like you know 
walking on his own, didn't want to talk to people, you know. He was very intent on finding the killer. And um, they didn't really do that as much in the other films, I thought. They kind of skimmed over it. He became Spider-Man I thought the opposite. I thought they skimmed over it on this one. I I didn't feel anything when Martin Sheen died. I was just like, oh, Uncle Ben's dead, and I mean, then they just kept moving. The real, the real problem with this film is you know everything that's going to happen. Yeah, it's, the yeah, formula. it's an origin story. Yeah. Yes, which, I mean, I feel like it's going to be the weakest one in this new trilogy. I'm sure they'll do three. Yeah. Um, but it's just the fact that we've seen how he becomes a spider, uh, Spider-Man, sorry, by being bitten by a spider. Mm. We've seen the love interest and the um, how he reveals to her that he's Spider-Man and how, like, his... Um, uh, what do you call it? The Uncle Ben death yep. and everything. Yes. You know, how we've seen all of that. You know, there's very few new elements in this film. Yeah, yeah. Even the lizard sort of has a similar story to the Norman Osborn very, one. Very, very similar. And the Dr. Octopus one because he knows him personally and he, you know, works with him at all. And Oscar. I'm shocked they went for the double voices um, mm-hmm. as well. It's such a uh, old technique and they still went for it. I'm like, oh, God. Explain what you mean by that. Like, um, well, Dr. Osborne's obviously suffering from schizophrenia. Like, one, the bad side's overtaking the good side and he's constantly having conversations. Sorry, with Kurt it. Connor's the lizard, do you mean? No. No, no, I mean in the original, Okay, sorry. Willem Dafoe. William Dafoe, yeah, William he's Dafoe, yep. talking to himself and the Green Goblin's obviously taken over. It's schizophrenia or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever psychological thing you want to put on it. And then they went for the same thing in this. The lizard was, um, the lizard side of himself was overtaking and yep. stuff like that. And it's just really easy to get across to the audience. He's in conflict. Mm-hmm. There is a good side to him. There is a bad side to him. But it's so... I don't know. It's just such a worn-out technique. I Very repetitive, be... especially in the same franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're both green, and they're both mad, and they're both doctors. Oh, I don't know. Just It's the exact same thing. <laughs> it's, it's super similar, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, one of the things I thought about was they were trying to make it more realistic, like he got hurt more, you know? Um, sort of showed Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man uh, struggling, you know, more and more as sort of getting hurt. And then his face healed so much between scenes. It was like the next day it should have been even worse, the bruising. Yeah, yeah. But yet... But I I see what you mean. They put more blood on him, which is great. Yeah, yeah. They had that gash across his chest, the three lizard claws kind of slashing him. One of the things I really liked about this is how animalistic they made Spider-Man. Like, there's a scene where he's fighting the lizard and he's spraying him with a spider web. Mm. And it's just like a spider trying to wrap up its prey. Yep. And then there's another scene where he creates a spider web in the sewers trying to lure the lizard in to take a photo of yeah. him. And he's trying to feel which strand of the web. It was web. more tactical. Yeah, yeah. It, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously the... Um the major difference where in the Tobey Maguire films he can just shoot web stuff out of his wrist and in this one he had to create it that was a big thing yeah yeah and then he didn't have those you know he gets sort of disabled by the lizard in the final battle that crushes the wrists yeah. and destroys his web shooters you know that was a bit more sort of true to the comic books and stuff as well um one of the big things was the budget of this 215 million dollars for this movie for this movie oh my god now, how much do you think the original was? I don't know. Significantly less. Really? $139 million. That's still a lot, but yeah. But, but the original made $821 million. So they're going to make... Even if they make similar numbers, they've spent so much more to do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I know there's a bunch for marketing and stuff, you know, uh, to make all this happen. A yeah. lot in special effects. But it feels like they're just retelling a story really soon. It's too soon. Um, but I was wrong. I said audiences would get too confused. Um, about this, it's too close. Like, it's too... The original Spider-Man's still fresh in everyone's minds. 
and I thought this was going to be a flop. You know, it's such a gamble. But um, according to Twitter and everyone, everyone loves this movie. I was really shocked. I thought it was going to get destroyed because I came out of it going, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> mm. But I think people came out of the third Spider-Man film saying it was terrible. Yeah, okay. Which, like we were just talking about before we started recording, the um, George Clooney Batman sort of killed the Batman series. Yeah. Um, and then we were saying, you know, it took a while before Batman Begins sort of got credibility yes. back. Yeah, yeah, This is the same a little bit, I think, because the third one killed the series a bit. And then, like, they... Just to gripe on Spider-Man 3 a little bit, the fact that they made Topher Grace Venom and then had him become Venom and then not be Venom anymore within, like, a 25-minute Yeah, the most window. cherished character in all of Spider-Man. Like, the most cherished villain in yep. all of Spider-Man. Yeah, they just cast the worst actor you could possibly get for the role and then they just speed through his whole story arc with not much respect mm. you know <laughs> Sandman yeah, was good but they should have just kept it Sandman Spider-Man maybe I don't know it might, they might have worked yeah I mean they yeah well I don't want it's happened <laughs> now hasn't it nothing we can do um, so we were talking about is too soon and stuff um, and from what I understand Sony has the rights to Spider-Man mm-hmm. and if they don't make a film within the window that they own the rights then they have to relinquish the rights and I guess back to Marvel which I guess is owned by Disney. And so if they don't make a Spider-Man film, they lose the rights. And yeah. obviously that's the film and the toys and all the merchandise, whatever. And so you have to make a film. This is like an inevitability, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, if they don't make a film, Spider-Man is going to be on the Avengers, isn't he? Cause yeah, yeah. They've got all the Avengers too, really. Um, because if they get the rights, they can pay the actor, whatever. So Sony owns Avengers? Sorry, Sony owns Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, I see. oh, I see what you mean. So if they relinquish it, it Disney could go. Marvel yeah. has the Avengers. But if they sure. relinquish it, I guess it goes back to Marvel. Yeah. And so Marvel is owned by Disney. So yeah, that's the thing. You could see like a future Avengers movie with Spider-Man mm. if they stopped doing this. Yes. So this film has a point, even though it seems really repetitive, and it really does. Do you mean a point as in just to make money? That's the point from Sony's point of view. If they yeah. don't make it, they lose this cash sure. cow. Yeah, yeah. In Spider-Man, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's the reason this film was made. <laughs> and they've tried to throw in some fresh elements, having no Mary Jane, having Gwen Stacy. We were talking about the film afterwards, and I said Mary Jane instead of Gwen Stacy because yeah, yeah. they're so interchangeable. It's, it's exactly the same, just a different name. No, instead of Mary Jane, it's, you know... <laughs> now, do you know much about Gwen Stacy from the comics? No, I don't, surprisingly. And I'm a Spider-Man fan when I was young, mm-hmm. and I, it just goes to show how much I know of Spider-Man when I didn't even know her name. I was like, oh, was she... A staple. <laughs> now, first of all, Emma Stone, I think, is a nice actress. Mm-hmm. She does a good job in most things she's in, but this is just the girl part, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a Spider-Man film. There's a love interest. She happens to be playing it. Yeah. There's not too much to do. They have nice chemistry, which we'll talk about later, but um, she's just the girl part. Yeah, yeah. So the character of Gwen Stacy in the comic books is the original love interest for Peter Parker. And uh, she also dates Flash, who's the bully at some point. So I'm guessing that's why they've introduced Flash, the hunky other dude at school who picks on Peter Parker. Sure, the you, bully. You liked him, didn't you? No. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he had the... The bully's always got the best um, lines. I thought the, the actor played it well, but as far as the character, it was just by the numbers. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, the character of Gwen Stacy, and just some spoilers, if you're planning on picking up some comic books from years and years ago, the character of Gwen Stacy... Uh, was the original love interest for Spider-Man and uh, I believe it was the Green Goblin who takes her up to a tower and Spider-Man's swinging there to save her 
and he gets there and just as green goblin pushes her off the tower kind of thing and spider-man shoots some webs catches her and uh she appears to be safe but when he pulls her up she's dead oh right and so there was some uh confusion initially i'm sure when um the comics came out as to whether or not green goblin killed her or whether or not the force of him like pulling her like the whiplash actually broke oh, her neck right. and stuff yeah and so there was this kind of debate and stuff going on that um peter parker killed gwen stacy and her death leads to him becoming closer friends with mary jane and then eventually marrying mary jane and they have uh, a baby named may and stuff and you know sort of creates that whole love interest sure. but gwen stacy is well before mary jane yeah so she's a super important character but there's that scene which i wonder if they'll tackle in a sequel the With whiplash the yeah well i mean regardless of who the bad sure. guy is and at the end of this movie they did have that uh scene after the credits where it implies the next villain is someone working for oscorp and probably norman osborne and they had a very kind of willem dafoe silhouette and stuff up there you know um so very easily they could just get him to play <laughs> and you could sort of uh do that trick they did in x-men three the last stand where they sort of age down patrick stewart you know they uh, yeah, yeah. use that technology you could do that with willem dafoe age him down a little bit but then you're saying it's the same universe as the other spider-man sure yeah, yeah so i mean they were also going to have the news chief you know j jonah jameson played by jk simmons he was going to be the same bugle editor but again when you start taking elements from sam raimi's universe the only thing that should be the same is Stanley. Yeah. Really. Yeah, definitely. And he got his little cameo as a librarian, didn't he? Yeah. I actually think that was one of his best cameos. It's kind of cool yeah. when there's a fight scene going on behind him, yeah. you know? And uh, it's really good to see him and everything. I mean, I don't know how many more of these Marvel films he'll be in. You know, touch wood. I've got to contrast this with um, a great comic book adaptation, The Avengers. Every time... Like, The Avengers is a far superior film. Um the Avengers with the action sequences, maybe it was just the way how it was done, but you felt a lot more for the characters. And I think because they mix CGI and real actors really well, like the, the it was the it Hulk. Felt, it, maybe not so much the Hulk, but um, uh, what's the the girl's name? And uh, we're talking about Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson and so forth. All those actors, it seemed like their faces, like they were actually there fighting the CGI'd monsters. But all right, you know they were acting with it. this one because they were both masked. They were obviously both. Well, to me in my mind, they were obviously two CGI'd monsters fighting each other. And the whole time, I was just thinking of Garfield in the sound booth going come and get me lizard breath you know and all that it t- took me I'm out of the film I'm swinging here I'm swinging yeah 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 here. it just it just felt like okay this is the video game part you know this is the CGI part I, mm-hmm. I felt so detached to the whole fight sequence mm. and it just kept going on in the high school and I didn't care because I just went um, largely because it's just two CGI'd monsters fighting each other a CGI'd monster and a CGI'd Spider-Man fighting each other mm. through at the high school it just felt so distant I don't know that's why in movies a lot of um, nerds complain why does the hero always lose his mask and I think it's to create that tension or that relationship with the audience it's a human in there you know what I mean um, mm. whereas this one you know to their credit they kept the mask on as much as possible but I don't know it just felt so distant I, I felt so distant with um, 
with the whole battle sequence I just didn't care and what about that New York scene you know when all the New York helps and that was just like Spider-Man 2 yeah. you know when New York stands you up you mess with one of us you mess with all of us <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's a pride in um, America or it has to be an American thing because post September 11th New York got very close because they all hit a catastrophe and they all worked together. And, and the original Spider-Man was 2002. Yeah, yeah. So I must have hit a chord with the, that audience. And this movie, I, I guess, it, I just felt like the producers were in there going, yeah, yeah, you're going to feel it up to the, you know, make this up to the audience, you know. Mm. And they have that whole scene where the workers, the working class citizens help out they Spider-Man. move all their cranes. Yeah, move all their cranes. And so he's able to jump along. And mm. it was so tacky. I even, I think I said to you, and I go, all they need is an American flag. Mm-hmm. in the background it was just I don't know maybe but it's an Australian thing looking at it going you know one of the interesting things you're saying there <coughs> is you didn't like how patriotic it was no, I didn't like that at all at it was the just end so of the first Spider-Man film Spider-Man like spider web slings up near an American flag and he poses for was a it, moment wasn't it Spider-Man 3? That was Spider-Man 3. It wasn't Spider-Man 1. You sure? Yeah, positive. Because I remember laughing at that in Spider-Man 3. Okay. He, and then, he, yeah, for no reason at all, he pauses. There's an American flag and he keeps going. Yeah, it's like, like a screensaver yeah, yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. There's one for the trailer and he salutes. Mm. <laughs> See, but, but you like that series better? I like the whole... Yeah, uh, Spider-Man 2 is probably the best one out of all three of them. But Dr. Yeah. Octopus was very... It was very much more adult yeah and uh, I think they spent a lot of time it was handled better this one uh, I don't know it just there's so many issues I had with it I let's list them <laughs> <laughs> that's what we usually do on this yeah. podcast isn't it um, I was gonna say did you know apparently in real life Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are dating wow okay so they had that <laughs> chemistry there but here's the thing when the first Spider-Man film came out apparently Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst were dating <laughs> and it feels like even if they are like who cares yeah you know because they're not they're not saying they're dating it's more of an allegedly they're dating because they're on like the trail promoting the film sort of thing yeah yeah um what i find so interesting about it is like when they leak it um as if they've been dating um just now it puts you in this mindset that the film has only just shot and that's when they met and now it's done but it was like filmed two years ago so they must have been dating for two years you know, but they, yet they haven't been spotted in two years together. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, despite the fact they've been dating this whole time. So what I like is that there's this massive gap and people don't think about it. They think movie was made, then they started dating, now the movie's out. Like, they think no turnaround time whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And yet there's a couple of years in there and I feel like it's one of those one of those things where, and this one was true, but they were like, oh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are dating on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, okay, now we'll watch that film, won't we? And obviously became true. They're getting married or whatever. And, um, yeah, it was a big scandal. And that was the reason to watch the film. For this one, it just feels like another thing that it's been tacked on. For marketing? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely a strategy. They're not denying it, but they're not confirming it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, I sort of don't care. It's got Come nothing... watch where it all began. <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing to do with the film. I think the Tom Cruise and Thunder... Uh, Days, Days of, of Thunder. Thunder I think that was a big one I don't know for Katie Holmes yeah. uh, uh, Nick, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go we mentioned Tom Cruise a couple of podcasts ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright well um, what did you think of Peter Parker his parents you get his parents in this film no, the, you don't usually get that those, the most oh his parents his real parents mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the one who disappeared and said, be good, as the last line. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Did that happen in the original comic books? No, well, I mean, I'm sure he had parents initially, but I'm not sure we've ever seen them. We yeah. haven't, certainly haven't seen them in a film. 
um, that he's always just lived with Uncle Ben. They're going to play on this thread for the whole trilogy. Yes, yeah. because it didn't really resolve anything. It was like, your parents are missing, they're dead in a plane crash. Are they dead? We don't know. I'm guessing at some point they're going to pop up. Yeah. But they're not dead. Sure. Um, then obviously the secret file and everything, and which leads him to help create the lizard accidentally. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing. One of the few things they did that was different to yeah. the original yeah. was to have this whole your parents kind of angle I didn't really like their last line the dialogue didn't feel great where it was like be good be good like <laughs> I don't know well he wasn't was he <laughs> well, it took him a while I thought they got the best actors they could possibly get for Uncle Ben and Aunt May sure um, I just didn't think they were given sufficient screen time or maybe just the writing was just really bad you, Sally Field didn't get much screen time no none of she them was just sort of making tea and looking shocked at the television mostly. yeah pr- pretty much the whole time and when Martin Sheen dies you see her cry and that's it like it's just like and then you know she's just lost a husband the love of life and she's looked after Peter the whole time and Peter's just like come home he's always angry and yep. just coming out didn't care and I'll just like alright and it would have been the- nicer if there was a point towards the end where he turned around on that like after he was Spider-Man and he was good I sort of left the cinema at the last part to go to the bathroom so I didn't see <laughs> so yeah. they didn't resolve it well at they all, hugged though. and it, oh, okay. it was implied a little bit that she maybe had figured out that he was Spider-Man but it was never said sure she sort of looked a little bit like there was a look on her face that maybe she knew um she didn't do the there's a hero in all of us speech with the no. responsibility no she didn't have no that. Okay. they didn't have the with great power comes great responsibility they had a real jumbled version of that sure. Martin Sheen's like you gotta know that when you have power like this that responsibilities come with it and it was like we know what you're saying you're just saying it slightly differently <laughs> Um, did you like Dennis Leary as police chief? I liked chief Dennis Leary. Stacey? I thought he was the best part of the movie. He looks a little Willem Dafoe-ish. He does, doesn't like, he? There's, yeah. a, there's a real, like, uh, if you've seen the first films, you're looking at him going, oh, is there something a little unsettling? Is he the villain? You know. And to have him die, I believe, was also in the comic books. There's something about his accent and his delivery and his pacing. It just He's seemed, measured. He's, yeah, he's so comfortable in any role he plays. And I just thought... It was the best part of the movie, at least for me, anyway. Uh, if we cut this film up a little bit, you mentioned that. Um, just last thing to say on that, were um, Norman Osborn is dying mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, that's another thread. I think that they'll pull on this whole time. Because, yeah, they'll have to. Yeah. You know, they'll have to introduce him next film, and I'm saying that I'm pretty sure they've already greenlit the sequel, and uh, you know, are under underway in production. Um, you know, pre-production anyway. Um, wouldn't his powers on the subway where he's got powers and he's beating up all those people, wouldn't that be reported? Yeah. Don't you feel like him jumping onto the ceiling and sticking there for like 10 seconds? I know that the people on the train were supposed to be drunk. Sure. But how drunk were they really? That I mean, yeah. wouldn't there be CCTV footage on the train you know sort of in every look what this guy's doing yeah yeah, yeah well doesn't... he looks kind of acrobatic i guess but it does look but freaky. sticking to yeah. the ceiling like that was a bit much yeah I was sort of thinking yeah those people probably should have figured it out and been like no we've seen spider-man you know or something sure. um they didn't really have that fanfare that the other films had where like kids are wearing spider-man masks and like hey spider-man's awesome yeah. and people were saying you know there was that lucy lawless cameo where she's like guy with eight hands sounds hot you know jokes and stuff like that 
This felt much more like it was only happening to him and those people who operated those cranes and their families. I laughed quite a bit in this movie, but I felt all the sense of humour was not on purpose, was by accident. I yes. laughed at the over, how stupid some of the scenes were and stuff like that. Whereas Sam Raimi has a very good comedy base. He's able to bring in Bruce mm. Campbell, Lucy Lawless, you know, his old team. And their cameos are hilarious, mm. you know, are great. And this one, I, I didn't feel the sense of humour was great. I noticed that, I mean, it wasn't as if we... We went, I believe it was opening night. Um, maybe it was it was opened Wednesday, we went Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And it was a reasonably packed house. We went, like, in the evening, mm-hmm. you know, a night session. And um, the thing was, it was such a quiet audience. Like, nobody was really into it. Yeah. You know? And it just felt like it was something we'd all seen before. Sure. There's nothing particularly amazing about it for the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just average spider-man do you reckon they worked themselves in a box being an origin story they had to do everything like it takes know, up original. a lot of the film doesn't it yeah it does yeah and you're just like oh here we go and how badly was it done how he just walks around this highly secured i don't think it was highly secured but yeah, oscorp oscorp and he just walks right into this spider you know with these super spiders making these ropes and then he gets stung by it and he comes out oh well, well, I don't know where I just went, you know. I'm just like, oh, gosh, this is the, terrible. <laughs> the other thing was... And like, the audience accepts that. I just, there's, oh. there's 50 to 100 spiders in there. Yeah. If somebody else gets bitten, are they I know. also going to have thinking, spider powers? Obviously, there must have been an accident several times in this, like, he, uh, people walking around in spite of it. Yeah, and he just happens to have oh, the right It was just so convenient. Makeup. Like, at least the other one, they're in a museum or something, and that could happen. One of the spiders gets loose, but I don't know, just... I didn't go with it. I think the humour, as you mentioned, uh, the humour was still there with the discovering his powers, where he tries to, um, like, skateboard and he's able to do more tricks and stuff. Oh, I didn't. I hated that sequence. Mm. So after that... That awkward, was it, though. That modern age um, thing where they can't ask each other out, but, you know, they're really keen that he walks away. And there's that whole five-minute sequence where he's skateboarding to some modern-age hip song, you know, and he's and, he, and he's yelling, going, We sound so old, <laughs> Get him, Dad, get him! Fire! <laughs> oh, I was having goosebumps with how, how embarrassing and corny that scene was. I was like, oh my gosh, are they seriously doing this? <laughs> well, what, what about how he broke the backboard? Wasn't that kind of cool? He broke the back. You know, he's playing basketball against Flash. I hated that as well. It looked like a CGI. He goes, ooh. Wouldn't everyone go, wow, what the hell was that? You know, oh, jumps- I thought they should have said that when he threw back the ball and bent the post. Like, there's a, a scene where he throws the ball back. He's sitting on the bleachers and there's a footy field there. And he throws the ball back. The ball spins and hits the post and dents it. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone would have looked at him a little funny then. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the way he jumped and that, the way that was handled was just too over the top. How he's freakishly jumping in the air and it looks so CG. I'm a basketball fan. I played basketball for a long time. It just looked dumb. I don't know if anyone else could see that. You're probably right. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. I think this was, yeah, this was handled not as well. But the thing for me is I prefer Andrew Garfield to Tobey Maguire. And that for me yeah. carried some weight. And I thought he's a better actor, and him being a more serious actor, it's like putting a Christian Bale in the bat, the bat suit. You know, sure, it makes it more sort of um, believable somehow, more realistic. Um, but then they spilt scenes everywhere, like you say, with the basketball ring and the um, the 
skating and stuff there was a scene where he's just figured out how to use his web shooters right and he goes to like the tallest building imaginable before jumping off falling for ages and then trying the web shooter as if he's an expert yeah. yes and it implies though that that's the first time well that's the first time we've seen him use it sure. and it implies that that's the first time he's really testing it for me test it somewhere smaller you know like there's a few things like that where you, you kind of want to see there's that batman montage you know in batman begins where he's training and stuff and you know he's, he's figuring it all out over, yeah. yes and he, there's a lot more failure before he gets better you know it's like the montage joke in team america you know where you show lots of things happening at once remind everyone of what's going on and he gets better as the montage goes on sure for me he got too good too quickly and i was like you know the subway scene was the most awkward use of his powers yep and even toby Maguire had those like he awkwardly shot webs and pulled the tray and stuff in the first film for me they kind of messed up the transition it felt rushed it felt like quickly no, let's make yeah, him yeah. spider-man as fast as possible uh, let's get to the battle <laughs> we've, we've wasted so much time you know yeah 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 well what about the other part where they just glazed over he i think um it's after the first scene of the lizard is in new york mm-hmm. and he's bashing all the cars and throwing and them saved, off the bridge yeah and he saves the kid mm-hmm. and then he goes back to oscorp asking the doctor how do i find a lizard how do I uh, track a lizard? How do I track a lizard? And I'm just like, gosh, why would he go to this doctor? Why didn't he just Google it or something like that? He He's Googled everything. He obviously doesn't suspect he's the lizard at that oh, point. It's just such a dumb scene. It's just like, wait, Until what's that, that growth on your neck? Why is there a big monstrous rat here? And then the scene just cuts. You know, there's this big freakish rat that could be a movie in itself. Mm. Just looks at him. And then we cut to the next scene. I'm like, what, what happened to that rat? Are they going to explain... <laughs> What happened to that rat? I, I assume Peter Parker ate it. He went, what the hell? <laughs> I know you don't think that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What, they just glazed over the rat. I, I'm assuming he sprayed it with his web. and mm. I don't know. Well, no, he, he probably didn't have the web shooters at that point. I, I know he did. I, I think he I, did because he was catching cars, of course. And, and it's kind of good, but in a way they just glazed over it again where the, he never actually finds um, Uncle Ben's killer mm. um, so he now, just sort of skips that for me that, that was that was more realistic though yeah no definitely finding never similar find, yeah, looking yeah. ones I mean it's New York he found him in the first film you know he was able to confront the killer sure yeah um, and for me not finding it was more realistic you know and it made yeah it made it sort of able to mourn uncle ben for longer i thought i i know that because it just how badly this film was handled they're gonna have it in the second or third one where he actually confronts the killer and it's just gonna be like either they're gonna give him superpowers or he's actually gonna be and just gonna be like oh god okay i thought they probably would have just ended it like no they'll they'll have it in there okay i'll put money on it we'll see (laughs) (laughs) um risa fan who played kurt connors aka the lizard um was wearing a wedding ring I don't oh. know if you noticed. No, the first thing I thought when he uh, opens the door to his house and stuff was, "Where's his wife?" You know, because like even Doctor Octopus, uh, you know Otto Octavius, and I love this in Spider-Man how it's like Peter Parker, Kurt Connors, Otto Octavius, double letters kind of thing. Sure. Um, you know, for all the people who have powers, sort of thing. Um, it just like it seemed like there was something missing there with the wedding ring, and I read something that said his wife was deleted out of the film like she had scenes and maybe that would have made him more likable more personable 
to he have... was so 2D yeah he was so 2D like I just want to get my arm back I just want to get my arm mm. back and it just drives him to insanity I guess and it was just so basic <laughs> and I think that in the comics and I'm not 100% on this so nobody angry who reads comics write in about this because I'm not 100% but I'm pretty sure when he turns into the lizard he can't turn back and then he's now a hideous monster kind of thing who has to live I in the sewers. I think he can turn back. In the comics? Yeah, in the comics, I'm really? pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was thinking the whole turning back and forth was sort of unrealistic. Yeah. And yeah, that kind of bugged me because I was thinking he should have turned into a monster and then been like, now I'm a monster. You know, now I have no choice. It's like but the Hulk. To- I think it triggers off when he's angry. <laughs> Get out of here. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dear me. You, haven't you seen the Hulk? The biological chemistry. <laughs> um, he, there was a few lines, you know, a few lines they'd obviously workshopped. He uh, had my, oh no, my only weakness, tiny knives, you know, with the car mugger. Sure, yeah. He had the, I'm swinging here, I'm swinging here. And the scene with Gwen, where he says, I've been bitten. And she goes, so have I, you know. And <laughs> the second rate, I mean, upside down kiss, you can't beat it, right? It's iconic. You know, I went on the... Um, and it had the rain and it had the whole yes. build up, yeah. When you do the Warner Brothers tour in America, yeah, um, in LA, they uh, they take you to this fake street. And it's the street where George Clooney's apartment in ER was. You know, he walked out of this door and down some steps and it was the exterior for lots and lots of films. And they point out that just down that hallway, just there, uh, sorry, down that um, alleyway, that's where the magical Spider-Man kiss was filmed. You know, it's a big part of culture now, you know. It was ripped off in, like, lots of films. But here's the thing. You can't recreate it. You can't just steal it because then you're that Spider-Man that's stealing from the other Spider-Man. Yeah. So they had that web shooter bit where he catches the dress, spins her around. It's, like, almost like a dance and she barely has time to say anything and then they kiss and that... He reveals his identity to everybody. I, I, I like that, though, how quickly that... Because it was such a big, long build-up in Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. And this one wastes no time. He shows Dennis Leary who he is. He tells um, his girlfriend who he is. You know, at least it didn't waste that whole back and forth, you know, for a whole three season, three um, movies. movies. <laughs> At the end of the second one... Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. It just to took such a long... Dress. Yeah, oh, God. It just took such a long build-up. And this one, at least, they just... You know, let's forget all that. Let's just let's just go with it. He, he She knows. <laughs> okay, so Aunt May sort of seemed to know by the end. Mm-hmm. Gwen knew. Gwen's mm-hmm. father knew. Kurt Connors knew. With one of the worst reveals. Property of Peter Parker yeah. on the camera. <laughs> okay, who that was, writes? <laughs> that was the lowest point of the film for oh, me. Oh, yeah. I thought surely there'd be a better way oh my god couldn't he develop the pictures and see one of peter parker and gwen on there or something or or they could have just had that meeting when he asked him how do you catch a lizard and they both just stare each other long and he just walks away and they both know but that would have been too smart for the audience you know it's so dumb they literally spell it out Mm. property of peter parker Lizard man, this guy is Peter Parker. The guy who took the photo of you just then? Yeah, 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 it's just, oh, it's so badly done. That for me was the worst part of the film. Oh, yeah. Look, and I didn't hate this. I completely I know agree. you didn't like it. Um, yeah. But for me, I was just like, oh, why is this so wrong? And I felt myself really analyzing it as it went on and wondering why it wasn't working, you know? I get it that it's going to be popular. Kids are going to buy the toys. It's going to make a lot of money. It's just that the other film did it for way cheaper did the same thing way cheaper yeah it's just a shame that andrew garfield wasn't in that series yeah uh, yeah Gar- garfield's a superior actor yeah no definitely and yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, it, it doesn't make a huge, huge difference at the end of the day. Um, but that property of Peter Parker, that was the worst <laughs> for me. <laughs> I thought he was too free with his um, secret identity. He too Spider-Man, freely yeah. took off the mask. And I know that was so that we could see it was Andrew Garfield, so we could see who it was. Um, you don't have that problem with Batman. You can still see half his face kind of thing, his sure. eyes and his chin and stuff. Um, he took his mask off for that kid, showed he was just a guy, you know. They had as many, and when he's getting captured you know, with, with the taser, they take off his mask and he's sort of sitting there. They had as many opportunities as they could to show that it was Andrew Garfield doing the stunts and doing the work, you know. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, as you said, it was really good how he gets beaten up a lot, um, Spider-Man. I like that, yeah. I thought um, the lizard... Kirk Connors had real um, Magneto-style philosophy, like in X-Men. Magneto's like, mutants are better and humans are weak. You know, and he was doing, like, this whole mutants are better, smarter and better than humans kind of philosophy as the lizard. You know, he was initially about regrowing his arm. And then he was, like, about the power, wasn't he? Because he became faster and stronger and he wanted New York to be all... to have his pain... To be all freakish lizards. <laughs> well, that was weird, wasn't it? He never really developed that gas that turned everyone into lizards, I guess. It just sort of happened. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really reveal that as part of his plan, but I would think if you were a powerful lizard, would you want everyone else to be powerful lizards? I don't know. I think it was more of a case he just wanted everyone to have his pain. Uh, <sighs> but he was turning back and forth, and he was then like, I want total transformation sort of thing. He was injecting himself, you know. What's weird is when they finally have that sort of uh, antidote serum fire down that um, he turns back into Risa Fan and he was like naked on a roof, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just up on that roof naked and they don't really ever cut back to him. Wasn't that a badly handled climax? Like it's a typical, we got to stop, bo- uh, stop the evil guy from putting some chemical biological hazard to the people and gosh knows how many movies have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Dennis Leary comes up to support Spider-Man and he just brings himself he's the leader of the cops and when he rescue when he goes to see um, the girl like he goes to Oscorp Gwen Stacy he had cops with him he could have brought in SWAT he could have brought in everything to bring him down it was just uh, such a fault of the writer to go oh no we have to make it more dramatic he comes in just to die and I knew he was going to die from the moment he walked in with the shotgun oh yeah he's, he's dead the but liquid nitrogen stuff wasn't bad so if you're a writer you come on man you gotta have you gotta just think characteristic okay he's the head of the police force mm-hmm. um, he has a you lot could, of power if you brought in a whole he probably bunch hasn't of fired a gun in a long time why doesn't he bring I in I think American cops fire guns more often than Australian cops <laughs> probably yeah. uh, I don't know I've seen the wire uh, detectives don't fire their, their guns I don't know but maybe in New York I don't know um, <laughs> but he could have just said guys let's go in there and he could have brought in a whole army or, or at least eight guys with arm to the teeth and went shoot the lizard guy and it's just so I can't believe audiences accept that like seriously can't you just go this is so stupid he's just in there to die to create drama so we care you know oh. but I mean that's just the writer in you saying this is how I would do it oh, um, I don't know it's just logical have, <laughs> yeah what could have happened is he could have easily brought in lots of people and then the lizard swings its tail and knocks a lot of them out or something sure you know? so something he ducks, like that yeah, so, so he does yeah yeah I see what you're saying oh gosh <laughs> That scene where uh, Gwen, in the only thing she really had to do was that whole antidote scene, um, you know, in terms of stopping the lizard um, and sending her dad, I guess. Don't hurt him. Make sure he's okay. You know. Promise uh, me. Promise me. <laughs> Those are the kind of promises I can't keep. <laughs> anyway. 
the scene where she's hiding in the labs was super similar with Jurassic Park. I reckon you could edit those two scenes Where she together. was hiding in the labs. She, oh, yeah, She yeah, hides yeah. in the sort of lizard, a.k.a. raptor. In Jurassic Park, it's where the two kids are hiding from the raptors and the, the sort of the, the grates there and you can see the, the dinosaur or the lizard in this case go past and then sort of find them, you know? All so very familiar of Jurassic Park for me. And I reckon you could edit, as I was saying, the two of them together and just kind of create, like, the kids are hiding from the lizard and she's hiding sure. from raptors almost. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Didn't mind that scene, though. Um, look, both Spider-Man films ended with a funeral. Uh, the death of... In the first one, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it. Uh, you probably have, though. Um, the death of Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, and Harry, played by James Franco, in that one. Um... And then this one was the death of Captain Stacy, you know, and uh, just so similar in the way that the films are constructed. Yeah. I reckon you could put scene by scene, you put it all on sort of post-it notes and line it up and just say, look, here are all the same elements in both films. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, but then again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. The first film made $821 million. You know, don't you want to just that, that, rehash That's them? a really good point. It is a business, and they invested a lot of money. Why not just take what works and just use it? But uh, as a fan, I don't know. Like, it just feels the Hollywood creators don't care. I just want to make money. You know, that's their point of view. As a fan who cares about comic books and stuff like that, I just want to see it handled. But, you know, you know, there's only one of those Christopher Nolans. There's only one of those Joss Whedons. Not everyone's going to bat out an Avengers or an, a Batman. And mm. unfortunately, this went to a Mark Webb. I don't rate at all. I, I, this film was very evident. He's not a not a good director at all, in, in my opinion, anyway, compared to Sam Raimi or... Um, Joss Whedon or you know Christopher Nolan and I think the whole trilogy will be like this will be in this tone and it's unfortunate I, I'm just shocked at how successful this movie's been I'm like really guys well I really? mean <laughs> people are curious too I yeah mean, people are curious about the Avengers it made but a on Twitter dollars. it's pretty it's like 99% the, the most tweets go the amazing Spider-Man well was amazing and it's just like oh damn mm. damn I was wrong <laughs> There was one more thing it had in common with the original for me, and that was that the original ended with him, like, web-slinging around, you know? And this one did exactly the same Yahoo! thing. Yahoo! Yeah, it had him Woo! sort of... Get him, Dad! Get him! Fire! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that from episode two, Star Wars? That was like the worst scene in movie history. Terrible. Everyone cried a little bit in that scene. After Jar Jar Binks, this scene came on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Well, like we said, very familiar of the original. Um, but if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it. So yeah. you already knew that. Don't recommend your friends to go see it. Boycott the film. <laughs> I have a less heavy stance. I hope that they do better in a sequel. Sure. I hope that it improves and fixes it. It could be like an know? X-Men 2. I wasn't a fan of X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 was so amazing Oh to yeah, me. you've got yeah. that Nightcrawler scene at the beginning. Oh my gosh. But the whole drama in it when uh, Jean dies and Cyclops and Wolverine are so dead. Oh, that was spoilers just by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, Striker was a cool villain villain you know and all that and x-men 2 was amazing so maybe they could could pull an x-men 2 with spider-man amazing spider-man 2 i don't know um james franco yeah who played harry osborne in the original spider-man trilogy he um has a little brother named dave franco who has been seen in scrubs oh so he's an actor as well yeah yeah yeah. and um oh is that the new scrubs 
No, the, the Scrubs is finished. But yes, he was in the last season. Oh, of Scrubs. he's terrible! I think I know the one you're talking he's about. Like, he's like always saying, uh, like he's he's like the hip hip hop yeah, guy. Oh, yeah. he's terrible! But does he look a lot like James Franco? Yes, yeah, so yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if they enlisted him to play the new Harry Osborn, and if it was just like the tiniest nod to James Franco? I think it's got disaster written all over. <laughs> I think I think it'd be neat. Yeah, I, I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> alright well we'll wrap this one up um, as always you can check out uh, all the links to the stuff we do on www.podmeifyoucan.com uh, this this and all of our other ones are available free in iTunes and uh, if you're there feel free to give us a rating at the time and uh, next week I have suggested that we watch a film called Triangle now this one is from 2009 it stars Melissa George and Liam Hemsworth and was filmed in Queensland. So we're going to aim a little more local. And uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks guys, all the best.